What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. What it is, let's talk about the wrestling biz. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, you know, it's going. Yeah, it is. It's going every week, every week. Familiar yeah. friend back, uh, the Reverend Real, him, real Shit himself, uh, my brother from another hustler, Sam <laughs> Spade. What's Sam going on? Spade. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's get this shit popping. Well, let's pop it off then. Uh, let's start with uh, the entertainment that they put out for us this week, starting with uh, the Chris Benoit story of the dark side of the ring. Oh, we're starting hot. <laughs> did you see the dark side of the ring, Sam Spade? Yes, I did, courtesy of our good friend Matt over there. It was my idea to, put, to talk course, about it on the show. Of course. Uh, <laughs> did, what did you think? I, I think it's a side of the story that's never been told. But I'm glad to see that it's starting to get the light of time. But they're going to find a way to fuck it up. Oh, we only seen part one. Yeah, part two don't yeah. come out till next week. It don't come out till Tuesday. Um, but as a part one, Gunna, what do you think? Well, I think I agree with Chris Jericho. Uh, Jericho said that this is a story that needs to be told. You know, it's not glorifying a murderer. It's telling a story that needs to be told. And I think it does need to be told. Like, and I think this uh, documentary really, uh, you know, helped drive this point home. Benoit gave his life for wrestling. Literally, I think. Yeah. You know, and it just, it was really enlightening to see some of the stuff I've never seen before. I, like, I, I didn't know the stuff that was going on between uh, Kevin Sullivan and Woman, and to see, to hear what an impact Eddie had on him, and to see, and to hear how it impacted him. You know, it's just yeah, kind of a tearjerker. That was the biggest thing for me. I mean, yeah, I shed a couple tears on that bitch me because <laughs> it remind me, reminded me of some really, really fine moments. Uh, the WrestleMania 20 moment with Benoit and uh, Guerrero. Uh, it really showed how big of an impact Eddie Guerrero's death had on the wrestling business as a whole. Like, a lot of things changed because of that. Because of Eddie Guerrero's death. Uh, when Eddie died... Uh, a lot of people shut down, like really shut yeah. down. And yeah. Benoit shut down probably the hardest. Yeah, you know. Uh, who, I I didn't really know that, you know, Eddie had that big of an impact on the wrestling business as a whole. I mean, and, it changed, you know, some things. You know, Ray got his first title uh, reign because of uh, Eddie's right. passing. Chavo, Chavo set out a lot of shit. Ray set out for a while. The only person that did not sit out was Benoit. Yeah. And uh, he uh, pretty much stone-faced it. And then in private, he would be bawling like like he lost his wife or something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, sitting in Eddie's, on Eddie's side of the bed crying. Sitting in Eddie's gym crying. You know, even after Eddie's wife laid in bed for a week, Benoit was still distraught. Like, he couldn't take it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. 
And that was like, that was, that was what I really saw in the first half of this is how big Eddie Guerrero's death played a part in WWE as a whole. When they did the tribute show to Eddie Guerrero, Benoit couldn't even get through the interview. Yeah, I remember I just uh, watched him do this interview a little while ago on the network. And I remember seeing him just, you know, hold it together as best he could. And then towards the end of the interview, he just loses it. Yeah, he can't, he couldn't take it. Yeah. And without Eddie being there, and believe me, we all need somebody to talk to to get shit off our chest. And it seems like without Eddie being there, Benoit had nobody to talk to about anything. Yeah. And like Chavo said, Chavo said when Eddie died, everybody's friendship with Benoit changed because he kind of just shut everybody out. Yeah. And not being able to talk to talk through these things, being able to talk through grief or any of that thing, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it hurts you in a way that when you ball it up inside, you're going to explode eventually. And I can't wait for part two of this thing because I got to see like the real story behind what happened with Benoit's death because everybody in this thing is saying that this does not sound like something that Benoit would have did. Yeah. And yeah. from the the pictures, the way uh, Nancy's wife, I mean, Nancy's sister described him, the mm-hmm. way his son described him, like, it just doesn't sound like part of his character. Yeah. You know, I think it's a... Uh... It's nice to hear the story from people that knew him and loved him and you know right. really did know Benoit. Because all we have to go off of is the news. Right, and what, what we they, hear. What we hear. And this story being hidden as much as it's been hidden, we don't really know what anything yet. Yeah. But yeah, well, man. The last, the, the last time they had a good um, remembrance show or show like that was on Heart Passed Away. Yeah, I mean, when when Owen passed away, it really affected the business. But the problem was the show kind of just went on. Yeah, they still, yeah, they got heavily criticized for that hell. They still, you know, catch that whenever they talk about Owen Hart to this day. I'll bet you that they still catch that criticism for that. Yeah, the they finished the pay-per-view. They did the Monday Night Raw the next night. You know what I'm saying? When Eddie died, the show stopped. When Benoit died, he put a stop to the business. Right, you know, because Vince had just been killed off, as in uh, his character just got yeah, killed off. Yeah, his character got killed off. The storylines were rolling. Benoit was supposed to win the ECW title. You know, he didn't wrestle CM Punk. And John Morrison got his, you know, lift off. And, mm-hmm. you know, they they kind of reset all storylines. Right. Because Vince came out and broke the fourth wall for the first time in his career, besides the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, I just watched that bit, the dark side of the ring about the Montreal Screwjob. Wow. Like, I'm going to get into these things. This I, never interesting to me. I, I'll never forget, after watching Vince Man blow up in that limo, and then here he comes coming out on Monday Night Raw, I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, it, it just... And put a stop to the business. To the business. Yeah. Eddie stopped the show. Right. Benoit stopped the business. 
and McMahon came out. And I remember that speech like like it was yesterday with him saying my character, Mr. McMahon, is supposed to be killed off of, you know, television. But in real life, as he said, Nancy, he's like Chris Benoit, his wife Nancy and his son Daniel were all found in their home dead. And it like, it stopped everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody had so many questions and none of us had any answers. And then for them to label it a double murder suicide was even crazier. Yeah. I cannot wait for this second part. Me neither. I still, me neither. Think, I still think Kevin Sullivan has something to do with it. And that's the same thing Matt said because he didn't know that Kev- Kevin Sullivan and woman were together and that Kevin Sullivan pretty much booked his own divorce. Like, before this, I would hear, you know, people say Kevin Sullivan, you know, might have something to do with it. I was thinking, you know, why, you know, because I didn't know oh, that, you know. Oh, you didn't know the story? Yeah, I didn't know the story oh. before I watched it last night. Now, I didn't live oh. through this type of stuff, man. Yeah, me and you lived through watching Benoit and Kevin Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan kill each other at Bash at the Beach. Mm-hmm. I didn't live through this. We stuff. lived through <laughs> Benoit busting Kevin Sullivan's eardrum with the right hand. Right. Yep. So Gunner didn't know any of this storyline, and he was wondering why would people blame Kevin Sullivan for Chris Benoit's death. Now he has a little more insight, and he sees that Benoit actually took woman from Kevin Sullivan, not just. Mm-hmm. Stole her as a girlfriend, but physically His wife. took her. No, physically took her by beating him up. Hmm. Well, I, I won't say he took her. I well, yeah, remember they they got into that fight, and then no, Benoit. No, no, what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is, I won't say he took her. I say he was, woman was given to him. Yeah, I mean by Kevin Sullivan's, you know, allegedly beating on her. But her sister was at the show, and he was trying, Kevin Sullivan was trying to get Nancy's sister to leave with him, and Benoit beat him up and was like, get the fuck away, called Nancy and was like, tell her to leave with me. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's 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 a story. Dude, I'm telling you, this is... I can't wait. This That's is this some, some of the <laughs> wildest stuff you'll see. I mean, and then... If you've never seen Dark Side of the Ring, my God, man, the first season was crazy. I mean, the killing of Bruiser Brody is on there, the uh, fabulous Moolah and all the stuff that she was doing, the Montreal Screwjob, the Macho Man Elizabeth episode. I just watched the Macho Man Elizabeth episode, and I watched the Montreal Screwjob episode today. So there's there's some bangers on that mug. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I think everybody should watch that. Yeah. But yeah, great series. Can't wait for part two. Um, let's keep rolling this train, dog. Uh, how'd you feel about Raw with no audience? Actually, better question. Who had the best show with no audience? Because n- none of them had an audience this week. AEW by far. By AEW did, most definitely. By 
far tonight. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this week's AEW episode. You know, they had the wrestlers out there, and, you know, they're in the crowd. You know, you see MJF and Sean Spears over there gambling and drinking and stuff. I just want to know, did Tony Schiavone get in on that gambling? Yeah, Tony Schiavone. (laughs) Tony Schiavone. But, you know, the matches are pretty cool, too. You know, the Pentagon and Phoenix and the best friends. You know, that was a great match. That was, it was a real good match. It actually kept the storyline going between Death Triangle and the best Mm -hmm. friends. They're supposed to have a parking lot match next week. Um, I think that uh, the, the best part about that right there is the Lucha Bros don't need a crowd, dog. They are their own hype men. I keep telling you, dog, the Lucha Bros is it. I, I, I doubted you a lot. I went against you a lot. I see what you see in the Lucha Bros I now. <laughs> I see it. I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. At first, I did not. I didn't get it. I didn't like them like that. I mean, they seem repetitive. They seem like um, their matches are so fast paced. Mm-hmm. It just starts off at 100 miles an hour and has nowhere to go from there. Well, I had to go watch Pentagon and Phoenix and Lucha Underground, so I knew for a fact that you were wrong, but I just had to go ahead and let you discover it for yourself. I mean, I get it, but putting them with Pac was something different. Yeah, I think Pac will really, uh, you know, kind of help, you know, help them get elevated and everything. I don't really think they need it, but I think that... It's um, not a necessity, but it is a welcome addition. With them being together, they seem like probably the strongest faction going right now. Love the Death Triangle. They really do. Um, The show kicking off with Brandy Rhodes as the announcer. And under her name, it says, said she'd never ring announce again. (laughs) Always throwing them shots. The subliminals were just off the charts, dog. Uh, MJF and Sean Spears, like, they really played a pivotal part in how the TV tapings were going because with them really being the only audience in the beginning, it really showed MJF and Sean Spears both personality. They rooted for who they wanted to. They paid who they wanted to. (laughs) They drunk a lot. Yeah. They really were animated every time the camera turned toward them. Like, I really like the persona that they played outside of the ring. Because MJF said, you know, the petty check that these guys are getting to wrestle, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, MJF is probably the greatest heel going today. I wouldn't say all that. Me neither. I wouldn't say all that, but I would say he's one of the top five heels right now. Yeah. Definitely. We, we, we can discuss that a little later. Yeah. I mean, let's go through it. I think that personally is Randy. Greatest heel. I, mean, I, I think Randy is, Randy is a great heel. He's always been a great heel. You know, I'm not going to deny that. But I say MJF right now is a little more heelish. It just so happens that what Randy is doing and who he's doing it to is giving everybody a shock back. That's so, what I think Randy's the best heel right now. I think Miz and Morrison are second, and I think MJF is third. I kind of agree with your list there, dog. You know, Randy, let's see. I throw Ken Corbin in there somewhere. Y'all like to try to ride my man off. Nuh-uh. 
He's up there. People can't stand him. Man, here we go. I think that's the reason why King Corbin should be on this list because he actually has heat. Like, I hate you, heat. I hate you, heat. I wish you would get in there and get your face smashed, heat. Like, that's so uh, rare to I, see these days. Uh, he, he got that E. Marie heat. I would not say that now. Nah. Nah. Well, let's not go ahead and call it the evil the, I think I think the reason Corbin has so much heat is because he does the things that we hate. Like he knows how to push people's buttons. We we hated the fucking work. sweater vest. <laughs> so he made it part of his ring attire. Right. We know uh-huh. that he can do more than three moves, but he only does three moves because it pisses us off. Right, it's like we know you could put on a better match than this. Why are you tormenting us but every he, single week? But he week? does it because it pisses us off. Right, it's what it is. It's like he he's boring on purpose. I think he is. He said so. Right. <laughs> so he's well, let me ask that's you guys he that's he a one on one. Go ahead. Let me ask you, let me ask you this: When was the last time you actually wanted to see Corbin wrestle? Oh, uh, it's been a long time. Since I actually right. wanted to see Corbin at all. I haven't wanted to actually see him since his NXT days. And I work off his mic skills. And yet, here he is every week. Even during the quarantine, we had to see Corbin every week. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I think Vince is realizing how much of a troll he is. He really is. So it's okay when MJF does it, but he can't. Because that's all MJF really is. It's some kind of gigantic troll. Like, that's what he does. He he does, what do you call it? You call it uh, cheap heat. You know, he go out there and he'll insult you. You know, and that's what gets everybody all mad at him and stuff. Well, the last time everybody was pissed off was because he threw the middle finger at the kid. Yeah, well, that, that, that's that was that's true. gold, by the way. Man. <laughs> I thought it that was, was incredible. I didn't. And the dad's all mad, and they want him to put out a statement to apologize, and he's like, fuck the dad, fuck the kid. That was... There's a reason why we don't, why they don't method act anymore, though. I'm just saying. That's great. MJF is one of the few people that's living his gimmick. Yeah. And that's a lost art. I mean, in my opinion, the curtain's kind of pulled down, you know? It's pulled back. We know you're MJF in the ring. You know, I don't think that most people expect to see MJF in the ring and MJF outside the ring. But and I can, I, can, I can respect that, you know? It's just that, you know, it's different. And it, I guess these are the kind of things that's going to keep happening to him. But that's what makes it even better because you don't expect for MJF to be MJF all the time. Yeah. Even during the autograph signing. And how many people can you say are living their gimmick? Back in the day, kayfabe was real as it gets. Well, then he should have wrestled back then. He's not old enough. (laughs) He's not old enough. Kayfabe is not all that today. That's the thing. If you're gonna, if you're living your persona, nobody will be able to tell when you're on or off. Nobody. And it was known back in the day that everybody lived their gimmick. 
MJF is just living up to tradition. You know who would be proud? Jim Cornette. Of course he would. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. You know, he's a he's a good heel. You know, he, he does the job. And, you know, he gets the heel heat and everything. He gets over. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm yeah. saying he's... He's doing it. He's doing it the way he's supposed to, I believe. I wouldn't I say supposed to. I believe that he's doing it the way he's supposed to. Living your living your gimmick is a lost art form, and MJF is just one what of those guys. What if anybody guys, did that? Then you would have a lot of assholes. A whole lot of assholes. And you, you guys would be all right with all the assholes out there doing whatever. You just don't go get an autograph from the asshole. Man. I, I, I would... I probably would not feel this way if it was a grown adult or something. How many people want to see MJF get beat up beat specifically because of flipping off a kid? You see, now that's the thing. He does not have, we want to see you get beat up heat. He's got, we think this guy's awesome heat. That's what it is. He's a cool bad guy. He's not the bad guy we want to see get beat up. Because he's better than you and he knows it. That's not really a heel though, Art. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't really, he doesn't really have heat. So the million dollar, he's he's like the 2020 version of Million Dollar Man. They didn't like the Million Dollar Man back and then. And they don't like MJF yes, now. You see it all the time online. MJF is so great. MJF is this. That's MJF not what I that. saw. That's not a real heel art. That's, That's what I that see. That is not what I saw when he flipped that kid I off. I spend more it time was, on it the was more, than you. It was more people that was more like, well, he needs to nah. be himself. No one wants to see him do his gimmick to a nah. kid. Nah, there was more of, that kid should have gone up to him to get an autograph. MJF could do whatever he wants. Yeah, that kid shouldn't be so sensitive. That dad shouldn't be so sensitive. That's what I saw. I saw a lot of people that That's was like, I fuck him. I don't want to see this product anymore. Excuse excuse the seven-year-old if he does not know that he, he's in a that he's in a character. Excuse him, Art, please. Let me ask you this. What, Sam Spade? When Sasha Banks Banks did that move to the little Izzy, how did you feel about it? That was part of the show. See? Now you're being biased. It was a part of the show. It was. Izzy was a plant. We all know that. Izzy bawled her eyes out on national TV she because she got her stupid poster Bailey's ripped up. Biggest fan. She was too young to know at that point. Man, whatever. I, I still believe that she was put there. She was still too young to know. I still think that she was put there. Okay, wait, wait, wait. She was a plant. Okay, Y'all you saw said, her you, you said going to wrestling plant. shows. How do you know this kid is it? Okay, now wait a minute. You said she's a plant. She's okay. a plant. If you, if you knew she wasn't a plant, would your opinion change? A little, yes. But I think that she was a plant. She was in on it. The kid wasn't. Well, no kid was in on it when she was telling him at the airport to fuck off. Well, I never said that she was the nicest person in the world. But you love her. She's at an airport. He's on an autograph session. These are two different things, Art. If you say so, guys. They're not not two different things where you're supposed to be there. And when you just got off of a flight, they're not the same? What, Sam Spade? My whole thing is this. Both situations had the same exact result, generating heat. But you can't vilify one and not vilify the other. Thank you. Because he'll sure do it. 
I guess but I'll do same. it too. Don't feel I guess, bad. I guess I'm, we're the same thing. I'm rolling behind the queen the, and the Nikki kid, Bella, even though people hate them. The kid getting flipped off at the autograph session and Sasha messing with the plant. I guess they're the same thing, Art. They are. Okay, you happy? <laughs> Whatever, Gunner. You happy? Anyway. There was a fatal four-way match between the ladies of AEW. Uh, there was a big uh, kind of botch there with uh, Penelope Ford going for the Hurricane Rana on, on Chris Statlander. And Chris Statlander still sold it. Yeah, she still went, though. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Shout out, shout out to Matthew for Botchamania. <laughs> oh. And, uh... Even though even though that botch happened, it was it was still a okay match. Uh, the the rivalry rivalry got kicked off between Colt Cabana and Kip Sabian, which was pretty cool to see. Um, Brody Lee showing up. Now, Sam Spade first Gunner. How do you feel about Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper, showing up as the exalted one? Not gonna lie, I didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. I usually can pinpoint these kind of things, but my job has been having me all over the fucking country the last few months, and I just happen to have a break now simply because of the coronavirus. But when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Why did WWE drop the ball on this guy? We never even knew that Luke Harper had mic skills at all. That's my point. Yeah. They knew he had my skill. They just, for whatever reason, decided not to do it. And you're going to be hearing me say that phrase quite a bit in the next coming years. Because there's going to be quite a few A's, I mean, WWE talent that's going to get tired of being, for a lack of a better term, held back. And they're going to go over there and shine. The next person I think is going to make a big, big splash over there. It's probably going to be Rusev. It's a possibility. But uh, we don't know who all contracts is expiring. And we don't know who all WWE is signing. And at the same time, uh, AW is looking like a shining place for at least the creative part of what wrestlers want to do. Yep. I'm hoping uh, the Revival make their way over there. You know, I think that they could really help build their tag team division up even higher than it already is, you know, helped, you know, elevate it and everything. See, here's my problem with the revival. Yeah, go ahead. My, like, I love the revival. You know, that's one of my favorite underrated tag teams because they remind me of the Brain Busters so much. But here's the problem. If you take them out of WWE, they're only known because of the WWE. Would y'all agree with that? Uh, yeah, I've never heard of them before, NXT. Yeah, me too. Right. See, most of the other guys, like Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley, people knew of him before he went to WWE. Brody Lee, same thing. What about Sean Spears? Same thing. Ty Dillinger, I think, was an NXT original, wasn't he? I've never I, heard I've never of heard before. Of, I've never heard of Sean Spears before NXT. I've, I've, heard, of, I've heard of Sean Spears before. He came in with Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins. I don't think he worked for ROH. For ROH. I don't remember it, but I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, he seems like probably, more of a veteran. Probably did. But anyway, 
Back to what I was about to say about Brody Lee. I'm pretty excited about this one because I'm excited to see Luke Harp Brody Lee work. You know, he didn't really get to show off, show off in the WWE, but I think that he is one of the best big men in wrestling today. And yeah, uh, the match that he had with Randy Orton really put him over, and he was never capitalized on with that. And I'm hoping that he gets capitalized here. You know, I hope he gets to really go out there and show out, show off, because I think he's got the goods. Yeah, that was a match that happened when uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt kind of teamed up together, uh, and Luke Harper did not, like, believe that Randy was with them. Uh, they had a match. That was a very weird dynamic, by the way. I like that little, that little tag team with Bray Wyatt and Randy. Yeah. But uh, they they had a match with Randy and Luke Harper. I believe the pay-per-view was uh, No Way Out or Fastlane or one of those, like, kind of beforehand pay-per-views. And uh, that match stole the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, they never capitalized off of uh, Luke Harper, his athleticism, and what he did in that match. They never really capitalized on it. But it really showed how good of a worker he really is. And, what do you uh, think of Blue Harper's best gimmick in WWE? Uh, he only had one, did he? He only, yeah. I mean, he never really changed his shirt except one time. <laughs> hey, it was just the, the dirty, dirty swamp guy, like as they say. I liked him when he was part of the, what I call the Golden Axe Ball team. Oh, the Bludgeon Brothers? Oh, right, the, the Bludgeon Brothers. Sorry, two. <clears throat> He's had two gimmicks in WWE, and I prefer the one where he wasn't with the Bludgeon Brothers. But, yeah, uh, it really showed that he could talk on the mic, not mm-hmm. only just talk on the mic, but him appearing behind Christopher Daniels and them, and that big boot that he hit, the, the spin-out clothesline that he still uses. Love seeing that move again. Um, yeah, I, I am excited to see what, what he can really do. And uh, him being the leader of a, of his own faction mm-hmm. is going to be something. Like I can see him going pretty far with this character. So we'll see what happens with that. That's going to be awesome. Um, AEW really did put it on. Um, then they had the, the, the six-man tag with Cody, uh, Matt Jackson, and Hang, Hangman Page. Against Santana Ortiz and Jake, uh, Hager. Jake Hager, uh, Jake Hager with the old school shorts on. Yeah. All right. Uh, the six man tag uh happens, and then uh, the inner circle wins, and all of a sudden we see uh Vanguard One pop out from the from above, and uh Matt Jackson says he called in a friend. And next thing you know, they cut to the balcony and Matt Hardy's up there. Uh, Sam Spade, how do you feel about Matt Hardy showing up in AEW? Uh, I, I think it's pretty awesome, honestly. Um, you know, Matt Hardy's one of the few people that can say he's been to WWE, TNA, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, ECW, you know. Yeah, he's been yeah. everywhere. He's one of the few that... That really have been everywhere. Yeah. But I thought that uh, Matt was going to be taking a little bit of time off because of the video he said. You know, I thought he was going to go home for a little while until he's back at it. And, you know, it's good for him, you know, to be able to, to wrestle while he still can and everything. You know, while he's uh, hot and relevant. I just hope that he can uh, 
recapture the magic that he had with the broken character before he went to the WWE, though. They did kind of ruin it a little bit. Just a little. With a, with a Woken thing, the way they kind of used it with him like going crazy in the ring. Yeah. The whole stint that they did with Bray Wyatt trying to recreate the uh, compound and all of that, the Hardy compound. Yeah. Um, what they turned Bray Wyatt into at the expense of Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm was kind of weird. And also, um, I believe this would be one of the first times where Jeff and Matt wrestled for different promotions. Oh, my goodness. I think you're right. I can't... uh, I can't really think of one... Wait, no. There was a time where Jeff won the Impact, you know, TNA back in the day, and Matt was still in WWE. Yeah. So it's happened happened before, but it's been a very, very, very long time since Matt and Jeff were two different places. Yeah, so I'm curious to see WWE's plan for Jeff despite despite the plans that AEW has for Matt cuz you know AEW is going to make Matt one of the top guys. Oh, most definitely. I think Matt's definitely going to be better off than Jeff is in my opinion, you know. Nothing against Jeff Hardy. It's just I've always been a bigger Matt Hardy fan. Always have been, always will be. In my opinion Matt Hardy is the star of the Hardy Boys. I don't know about of that. Of course you don't know about that. What is what does Jeff Hardy do better than Matt Hardy? What? Kill himself. Uh-huh. Do, does that make him a better wrestler than Matt Hardy? Because it doesn't. No. I think it makes him a better. Uh, no. A better opponent. I don't think so. Matt Hardy was a better wrestler than Jeff Hardy is, in my opinion. Matt Hardy is more charismatic than Jeff Hardy is. I don't know. I, now I definitely know you're tripping with that. No, the, you, the V1. Uh, you are tripping, Matt Hardy dude. is more entertaining than Jeff Hardy is. You man. are tripping, dude. If, no, I'm not. If you ask. No. If you ask a hundred kids, would they rather see Jeff or Matt? They're gonna pick Jeff. Of course they the are. Face Jeff falls the colors. Off the thing. Not only that, did you hear that he's bringing back "No More Words" as his theme song? Oh, like kids do they know that song? They do. Yeah, no, they don't. It played for like an hour after he won the title. Well, they, they weren't around back then. The kids today, they probably weren't wrestling. What Sam Spade? What? Your your uh, opinion is great, but it's wrong as fuck. <laughs> don't don't, don't man, what the hell up? Y'all gonna stop trying to undercut Matt Hardy, man? We're not. Even now, he's more charismatic than Jeff is. The Broken Hardy's thing. That's I'm, charisma, I'm folks. That's charisma. Man, I'm, I'm sorry. The Broken Matt gimmick is the only time people really paid attention to Matt Hardy. Um, V one. Uh, I See, beg to differ. There was a version one thing that people did pay attention to. Him, Love but like, but Jeff was still on top back then. No, he wasn't. He was there the Continental Champion. No, he wasn't. Not back then. Not at the time that Matt Hardy was doing the V1 thing. Jeff was mid carding on Raw. I'm watching this right now, Art. And don't Matt was cruiserweight champ. Don't tell me, Art. I so am you're watching gonna t- this right now. So you're going to tell me that don't Jeff Hardy wasn't a bigger star than Matt when he was doing version me. 1? Yes, I'm going to tell you Jeff Hardy was not a bigger star than Matt you when he was doing version dog. 1. I'm watching this right now, Art. Don't try to tell me about the ruthless aggression there. I won't try to tell you about the attitude there. You're tripping, dog. Don't give me that. Matt Hardy was bigger than Jeff Hardy was when he was doing V1. See, talk some Jeff's into this guy. What was Jeff Hardy doing back then? Nothing. Nothing. When, oh, when the blast split. I want you to pass whatever you smoking. 
Dog, please. I, I'm about to storm out of this car because <laughs> this is the bullshit and you both know it. Man? No, no, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Jeff Hardy's more charismatic than me. No, he's not. <laughs> no, I can say Matt Hardy's had a better career. I can say man, that Matt Hardy here. had better mic skills, but being more charismatic, no. What does Jeff Hardy do to so charismatic? Come paint himself up. Is that what is that what it is? He He's, paints himself for up. For some reason, he connects with women and children all over the world. Same thing as you can say about Rey Mysterio. What what does Rey Mysterio actually do that's charismatic? Rey's got mic skills. To who? Spanglish people? People who speak broken Spanish? Dog, don't start with me. Ray Mysterio is a better wrestler than Jeff Hardy is. He doesn't need all that charismatic stuff all the way up. Like y'all claim Jeff Hardy has. Hey, get out of here. I don't know what you're smoking. Man, man. What I, you're the one over here smoking, Art. I'm not smoking anything. I know that Matt Hardy is Matt more is charismatic. Triggered. He is. I'm sorry. Nah, I'd say he Matt is triggered. Ain't he? I say he had better get on my dad mic on skills. Nerves, man. I'll give him the mic skills. But I will man. not give him the charisma over the charismatic enigma. I'll I don't know why they call him that. I'll say that Matt Hardy's had a better career. I don't know why they call him that. Why do they call him that? I don't even know if Matt Hardy had the better career. Here we go. Jeff was heavyweight uh, champ in three different places. And how many times did them did how many uh, actual successful reigns did those happen? Uh, not too many of them. I mean, he had them long enough. There weren't very. Well, he had the WWE title, title, the World Heavyweight Title, see, now and the Impact Title. Like some kind of Jeff Hardy hater. I'm not a Jeff Hardy hater. Okay, you, you sure guys just like push my buttons. Okay. <laughs> Matt, Matt's always been a freaking star to Hardy Boys, man. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't. This guy. Matt does everything better than Jeff, and I do mean everything. Oh, I can't. I, I got a trigger hey, for him now. This is bull, man. I'm about to, to trigger me again. I'm about, to, I'm about to get out this car. Because this is horse shit, and you both know it, man. And I'm big mad right now. I am. Because this is BS, and y'all know it. They know it. Man. Thank you, Sam Spade. To hell with you, Sam one. Spade. For giving me that one. About to hang up on you. <laughs> no, you're, he's definitely not. Whatever. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this will be the last time I'll be on the show this year. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> oh, I, I booked the guest art. <laughs> definitely not. We're definitely having Reverend Real shit back. Man, whatever. Them hey. facts right there. There ain't facts. no daggone facts. Big facts. Hey. And then. Y'all still you, tell me what Jeff you got had, better than Matt. You, what? I Paint just himself told, up. <laughs> what? Paint himself, paint himself up. He's the high paint. flyer of the group. The high flyer always is the one that shows out. You, As you know, Shawn Michaels was the high flyer of the group. Shawn Michaels is a better wrestler than Ray Marty Phoenix Gennetti. is the high flyer of the group. And you're going to say Pentagon's a better referee than Ray Phoenix. He but he's not. He is. He's not. JR says it every fucking week. Well, JR's biased against Pentagon. We see the exciting moves that these guys do. When you have Matt Hardy being the ground and pounder, doing the twist of fate, but you have Jeff doing the move that everybody pulls out their Polaroid cameras okay, as for. as of now. As of right now. Now, 
Art, who's going to be more successful? Who? It's no telling at this point. The, the dog gets... It's I'm no telling. I'm think, about to get out this I car. We don't know what type of plans they have for Jeff Hardy. Right now, he's going to be in a feud with Baron Corbin, wrong or right. Well, when Everybody, did they say that? He showed on SmackDown, Jeff Hardy did an interview with whether, whether it was Charlie Caruso or... I think he said he wanted to feud with Roman Reigns, Art. That's what I think he said. But what he got was Baron Corbin walking up in his face yeah. Telling him to go away. Baron Corbin's about to feud with Elias. Well, if he had a few, if he had a few with Corbin, that's called a plummet. Well, we don't know that because people hate Corbin so much, they're gonna want to see Jeff Hardy beat him. Can we just talk about? And do we know else? if that's gonna happen or not? Can we, please? <laughs> Before I quit this show, can we just talk about something else? No, no, you didn't. Not after the way you shitted on me. Here we go. Here we go. <coughs> I was so happy. So happy that the Bella Twins were getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. Well, aren't you shitting over her? And face? you took a big fat deuce. On my happiness. Well, aren't you shitting over hype things? I'm not over hyping yeah. anything. I'm you the one shut your mouth. The I have the floor here. right now. I'm the one speaking the facts here. I am. I don't think so. I am. At all. I am. You yes. Put, you took a big fat deuce on my happiness with that. Well. You tried to take a big fat deuce on my happiness with Bianca Belair. You tried I to take deuce a deuce on that with You tried to take a big fat one. deuce on Charlotte. I didn't do some Bianca Belair. WWE did that one. I ain't do that one, Art. Don't give me the. Don't put that one well, on I'll me. Well, I'll tell you what. She has a title match March 22nd. And I bet you she doesn't win it. See, there you go, deucing again. Hey, for some reason, they, they insist on keeping her involved in this feud. There you go, deucing again. Please, if, you're, if, if, if she got a little shot at the ball, just give it to her. Why is she in this feud? Why? So Charlotte can smash her? So Charlotte can roll over? Because that's what she did. You claim to be the biggest Bianca Belair fan on the planet. You should be pretty upset that Charlotte Flair pretty much jabbed her out. When you put two of my favorites in the ring, what do you want hey, me to do? Get out of here. What do you want me to do? It's like putting Sean and Razor together. What do you want me to do? I want you to care that one of your favorites just got jabbed out. That's what I want, Art. To another but one of don't. my favorites. But you don't. You call you're a fraud, our No, I'm not. Yes, you I are. had you to tell no you the reason why it happened, and you still won't accept it. I won't accept it. You're the it. one that won't accept it. I won't. I've accept accepted it. the fact that if you have her lose to Rhea Ripley clean, you cannot have her beat Charlotte clean. I'm sorry, is Rhea the champion or Charlotte the champion going into this? Huh? Who who's the champ, Art? Who's the champ? I just told Rhea you. It. But if you have her lose to Rhea I don't clean, know why. Why, why, why not? Why not? You cannot have the challenger for the title yes, lose you to can. the same person clean. No, you the cannot. The champion just beat that person clean. Why can't the challenger lose to her? Why? Because it makes... It makes the challenger seem less worthy to have the title shot. I'm sorry. Is it, is, it, is it a crime for the champion to look better than her challenger? Is that such a crime? Or is it? Is that a crime for the champion to look better than the challenger? When it's the NXT champion Get versus a 10-time women's champion. Get yes. Here. Please. If I what, Sam Spade? What do so. you want? <laughs> He's so mad. This, this, this 
But, but the Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy thing, it irritates me. What do you want, Sam Spade? Uh, um, <laughs> I, I was actually going to say I agree with you, but if you're going to take that tone, I'll just be a hater the whole show. No, no, Please no, be no, a no, hater. No, go ahead, Sam Please Spade. Be you were going to say something. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, you, you, you actually, you both make a valid point in the sense of, you know, the challenger should not be you know, the champ, if they're trying to push somebody else like that. Here's the problem, though. Everybody on this call, on this podcast right now, knows that logically the WWE makes no sense. None. No sense whatsoever. Their logic is making no sense. So, you can't really expect them to follow logical progression because they very rarely do. Yeah, but I think logically you cannot have Rhea Ripley beat Bianca Belair clean and then have Charlotte lose to her clean. Now, if it was a DQ or, you know, any other situation, yeah, that would have worked. But then it makes Charlotte seems like a lesser challenger if Bianca Belair can beat her and she can't beat Rhea Ripley. She could have took one one little setback, Art. You know what I was that's, talking about? She's a queen. She's a 10 time women's champion. She can't take one little minor step backwards. No. I, will, I will say this. Come on. Charlotte can't afford to lose. She can't. No, not 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 on the road to WrestleMania. You won the Royal Rumble and then you lose. So 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 that'll be like So when does the so, so when does the, is, the winner of the World Rumble get such special treatment? Or didn't so they don't always get this, this some kind of huge Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Name Matt, one that didn't. Man, I got it. I got it. Calm Go down, ahead. bro. I got it. <laughs> I, I got it. He's so hurt. Now, Charlotte can afford to lose simply because of her aggressively about it if if NXT is getting this traction not a lot of people know of Bianca Belair who haven't watched NXT but they do know of Charlotte and to have Charlotte lose to pretty much a no name she could have rolled her up or didn't nobody say hit her with the KOD now what I'm saying yeah, there's is- a lot of scenarios that would have worked out being counted out uh, getting aggressive and getting disqualified, all of that stuff probably would have worked. But, what I'm saying here is, like this, why? You know, the first time, you know, the first time the WWE has done something that like that before. Yeah. There, there, back in the day, there was a guy who was relatively unknown who became one to three kids, then he became six, then he became X Pac, and all because he beat Razor Ramon on Raw. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but Bianca has already started her fan base. She's pretty popular amongst the the indie. I, I want to call them indie fans. Because... Yeah. 
but Charlotte is worldwide. So what I'm saying here is, okay, what was the point of having Bianca Belair continue to be in this feud after her match with Rhea Ripley? Okay, she lost. It's she giving, can go somewhere else. It's giving, Why does she have to be fed to Charlotte Flair? I'm right. telling you, it's giving Charlotte Flair a reintroduction to the New Age NXT fans to really show Charlotte Flair. This wasn't about Bianca. Give me a break. I get that you're mad about it, but this wasn't about Bianca Belair. This is about Rhea and Charlotte. Now, my actually, question is... Actually, you're both wrong. Yeah. It's not about Charlotte. It is not about Rhea or Bianca Belair in the sense of, like I said, they only did it that way because Charlotte is such a big name, and she's the only one I can think of right now on the main roster that can afford to go back to NXT, which at the time was considered, you know, lower grade. Exactly. To elevate it to, elevate it to high grade. Exactly. But they could have did that with pretty much any NXT stars, though. But this was a showcase for the new NXT fans to reintroduce Charlotte. That's why... I think the match was so one-sided because it was to showcase Charlotte. Now, my question is, why is Bianca getting another title shot? Because they and believe apparently it. she's not pushing down enough, Art. They believe in her, I guess, but this Everybody believes in her. I say, in my opinion, I would have rather Charlotte interfered in the match at TakeOver and then Bianca became champion, and that way it would have been a triple threat match. I'm still holding out hope for this triple threat match, Arden, but I highly doubt it's going to happen. I do, and too. And I don't see the point of keeping Bianca Belair in this if it's not going to be the triple threat match. But Bianca is the future. Everybody says it. Bianca is a star. Period. She's a much stronger and much more flamboyant Sasha Banks. Way stronger and prettier, too. Oh, Apparently, it's been proven that she does not have a dog in this race. So the champion beat her. Now the challengers beat her. You know, I pretty much it says you're more upset about it than I am. I'm more upset about this because Charlotte didn't have to come do this. Okay, no, you're right. Right. Because, on Charlotte. It is. No, you're Dang. more upset because Matt Hardy's better than Jeff. Shut up, Sam Spade. <laughs> I was just saying. I don't see the logic here. Why does she have to come back for this win? She was already out of the feud. Why couldn't they just keep her out of it unless they're going to put her in the match? Well, I feel like putting Bianca in this is going to make this a top-notch match. I really don't think... Now, don't get me wrong. Rhea is very charismatic. Rhea is a big, strong girl. But Rhea doesn't have those highlight moments like Bianca does. Apparently, it's been proven that she can't hang, that that she can't beat either one of them now. Is what I'm saying. You know, Rhea beat her now. Charlotte beat her. I don't really see the point of putting her in the match now. It was the same thing as last year when you were like, "Why are they adding Charlotte to the Becky and Ronda match?" I still don't understand the logic behind that. It's to make the match fire. Hey, Becky and Ronda would been all right. Don't nobody need her. They do need no, her. No, they don't. She's not a necessity. I will admit that making matches triple threat does have a, a downside to it. It kind of does kill the feud between the two people a little bit. Yeah. I mean, 
don't get me wrong, it always adds that element of surprise and that, that weird variable. But in most cases, it kind of ruins the dynamic of the main two competitors in the match. So I will say that. But it does make for a better match. On paper. See, the thing is, they still got to go out there and perform. And that triple threat match wasn't very good last year, Art. I saw it. I've seen, I've seen matches with great talent that just were stinkers, not because they suck in the ring, but because of the dynamic of the match was terrible. That's true. I have, too. I've seen a couple of those, and I've actually seen a couple of matches on paper that you would think would be the most exciting matches you've ever seen, and they turn out to be kind of duds. Yep. Like, for example, is when Daniel Bryan won the title of WrestleMania. The only reason that match was even hot was because Daniel Bryan was in it. That's true, because he did take all the big bumps and all the big risks. Yeah, that's the only reason why that match was hot. So that shit can't backfire. But then people hated Batista. Because he won the Royal Rumble. Nobody Over had a Daniel with, Bryan. Nobody had a problem with Batista no, before he threw Daniel Bryan, but before he won the Royal Rumble and Daniel Bryan wasn't in it. Fickle. Daniel Bryan, single hand, well, I don't say he did it, more so the yes movement, but he single-handedly changed WrestleMania. He did. Single-handedly. I don't know about that because he the, did. the the streak being no. broken that no, same he year. He wasn't supposed to be a part of the main event. He wasn't. That's what he's saying. He was not supposed to be part of the main event at all. It's the same thing with Kofi. And what happened was, and what happened was, the fans said, "No, we ride behind Daniel Bryan." And when he didn't win the Royal Rumble, the fans revolted. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happens? I mean, sometimes yeah. life imitates art. And when you have a movement like the Yes Movement or Kofi Mania or something like that, it does take over the show. You'll never see another Yes Movement ever again in life. You'll never, never see, see another that. Kofi Mania ever again in life. Ever in life. You'll never see that type of shit happen again. But ever. I guarantee it will happen again with somebody else. I was about to say, you know, we'll just... They'll just pick somebody else to get all the way behind. And there's this, this person or is nobody, apparently. It happens like that sometimes, dude. We want what we want. Give us what we want. You're going to give me what I want, and you're going to give it to me now. And what happens when we get what we get what we want, and then we've got it, and then we don't like it anymore? We get bored. That's like what happens. We, we play with the toys. So That's what happened with Kofi. That's what you say. You say we play with the toy so much it breaks. It's true. Yep. That, that is very true. We, we, we be careful what you wish for. All right, so speaking of playing with the toy so much that it breaks, what about this Otis, Dolph Ziggler, Mandy Rose storyline? Man, I'm so sick of this shit. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to be. They messed it up. They, in my so opinion, sick. this was a good way to turn Mandy Rose's face, and here comes Dolph ruining stuff, man. Whatever. My thing is, like, don't get me wrong, this shit is way more entertaining than Bobby Lashley and Lana's thing. Way it is. Lashley. But I think the whole thing is pretty much over at this point. Well, you I would mean, think so, the, considering the fact that Dolph got her, right? I'm yeah, pretty sure I mean, it's going to be Dolph and Otis at WrestleMania. But though. we don't know if Dolph actually got her or is he just, you know, showing pictures of his budding friendship with Mandy. Man, I mean, that's true, too. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go with this. Don't get me wrong. But the heartbreak, which is the emotional part of the feud, has already happened. 
I'm pretty sure it's going to oh. end with Otis and the Ziggler, though. Probably at Mania. But we the don't. Only way Mandy, the only way Mandy can save herself now is if she causes, like, whenever they inevitable match happens, she causes Dolph to lose intentionally. No, but you remember, we still don't know who sent the text message from her phone. We don't know of nothing about the text message. It could have been Sonya Deville that sent that text message. We don't know. Uh, that's, an, that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, we don't know. Um, so there, there has been talks about um, Liv, not Liv, um, Mandy and Sonya doing the lesbian angle, or more so Mandy, not Mandy, um, Sonya getting pissed. Yeah, we don't know who sent the text from her phone. We don't know why Dolph Ziggler was at the restaurant. Like, there's still holes in the story. Yeah. What I think should happen is some other basketball. I don't know. I don't know if you paid attention, Matt, when I was in the um, chat during uh, SmackDown Friday, but I suggested that I had put all the blinds on So you're you're trying to make Mandy jealous instead. Right. <laughs> that could work too. Yeah, I could see that. Cause they could they could use Liv Morgan or somebody and you know Liv's on Raw. That's what he just said, move one of the blondes to SmackDown. Oh. We don't have, I, don't, I don't know if these blondes on Raw I mean, on SmackDown other than Mandy and Brooke. Shout out to Wait, no, we all know Carmella's off the market. You know, it's, 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 uh, there's another. Lacey, yeah, wait, no, Lacey's married. Never mind. Lacey's uh, married. Never mind. Lacey, Lacey could work, though. Well, it wouldn't be a relationship that they'd have. It'd be more of a... But it could be. That's what I'm saying. Because I thought about it. That could work because it's so out of the box. You know, she could just use her whole little Southern Belle thing and say that's not very ladylike to play with a man's emotions like that. And, you know, there's a whole lot of ways she goes with. Yeah, that could work. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't get physical so Otis have to beat up her husband or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cool. I, I could see that. But, yeah. Um, what y'all think about um, Baszler and the man? I am a Shayna Baszler fan. Have been for a long time, so I'm biased. And I think this man, this Becky Lynch thing is kind of running. It ran, its, it ran its course a little while ago, to be honest with you. What I want to mm. know is how do you guys feel about Becky getting the rub again from another legend? It seems like every legend that comes in, Becky's the one getting the rub. Why is that? Because trying, I think... trying to solidify her greatness. Pretty much. To, or solidify her to be great so people take her seriously. Whether it be The Rock coming in, Becky Lynch is out there. Stone Cold coming in, Becky Lynch is out there. Like, it doesn't matter who it is, Becky Lynch is the only one that seemed to be getting the rubs. Are they still trying to keep her image afloat? 
because it's dying. This is this is what I was talking about, Art. This is what happens when we push and push and push and push for things, and now we're getting it, and now we're bored. But I they're never not, did. But they're not just gonna, you know. Kill it completely, you know. It's like you guys wanted Becky Lynch. Now we're gonna give you Becky Lynch. I didn't. I didn't like. Well, Becky Art, you don't speak for all of us. I see that because if it was up to me, Becky would still be down at the. Yeah, I know. Of course, of course, you would. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> ten thousand streaming fans kind of override you, Art. I think so because I think she's terrible. Of course, you do. Okay. Becky, she, she's grown, you know, she's not the best in-wing technician, but she's grown the way she's She's not even from. close to the worst. Okay. Becky oh, Lynch is a bad wrestler, but Brie Bella is some kind of wrestling goddess or something. Excuse me, Nikki Bella is a rec- wrestling goddess. She's a... Like, Nikki Bella is a great wrestler. Better than Becky Lynch. Boo that. You can boo that all you want to. Wouldn't say that, Arch. Who main evented the first women's pay-per-view? With Ronda Rousey. And who put on a great show with Ronda and who didn't? Not Nikki. Nikki Not Nikki did. Bella. Nikki that did. That match was not that great, Art. That match was incredible. You talking out of your ass. That match was incredible. Now he's the one out here talking out of his ass now. No, you're talking out of your hey, ass. Hey. Here's the thing. This is my opinion about Nikki Bella. She can carry a match. She did. I remember that. She, she's not the greatest by any stretch, but she can carry a match. She definitely she's in there did. With somebody, if she's in there with somebody that knows what they're doing. She, she was in there with someone the, who didn't know what they were doing. Which is why it wasn't that great of a, a great match. match. Which is why it wasn't that great of a match. Still made it a great match. Wasn't all that, Arch. And I haven't seen one Becky match that was even part of that match. What are you talking about? I haven't even seen one Becky match that's even worth going back watching again. Becky and uh, Sasha for, and for takeover a few NXT years ago was pretty great. What? I said Becky and Sasha NXT for matches. takeover. Hmm? Yeah, I said Becky and Sasha for takeover was pretty great a few years back. The only Becky and Sasha match that was any good was the Hell in the Cell. Only because they had spots that I had never seen before. And I credit that to Sasha Banks. Not Becky Lynch. She's terrible. Nikki Bella's not that some kind of angry general arts thing. Not saying that, but she's better than than uh, Becky Lynch. Apparently not. And how can you say she's not? Pass that Kool Aid. I'm not getting into this with you. I'm not. Pass that Kool Aid. Yeah, go ahead. Pass Sam Spade that Kool Aid. Cause I'm about getting into this. I wish now. Sam Spade would take a sip of this Kool-Aid and see the light. Hey, see the light. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling that one. Me see no the light. light. I'm low-key low triggered than anything they got done to the Hall of Fame. Nate, what? Are you insane? Don't Here let me go. start running off Here the we credits go. Here for the Bella we Twins, baby. Go. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, good. Don't I don't do have to it, justify Art. myself to you, bums. Yeah, good. Don't do it, Art, because... Y'all, because never mind. Because what? Because what? You up here trying to start arguments with the Beehive, talking about Sasha's a better singer than Beyonce. We don't know she's not. She's not. Well, we ain't heard the album yet. Have you heard it? You don't ha- I heard the song. Well, where did you where? It's on Apple Music. I'ma find it. Man, you don't know she's not. I read her album. She like I said, 
Beehive attack him. I don't, give I don't a want about no, no beehive. Or we don't know she's not. Hey, this guy wants to start with Beyonce fans. I don't care. I said that weeks ago, and I heard I ain't heard from nobody since. Beyonce can lick rocks too. Apparently, Beyonce can lick rocks. She can lick rocks too. <laughs> I think this, this question guy, is Sam rocks, Spade, wants to smoke with the beehive too. Now, I think we're getting kind of off track here. Is, is there something else we could talk about yes. here? Yes. Okay, NXT didn't have any matches. None. But I am so intrigued with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa at this point. They have like a long-storied feud, kind of like the Daniel Bryan and uh, the Miz feud was. And this like... They had like an hour-long promo with them. All they did overdoing is switching places, all right? I'm not into this. I love them. Of course you do. I'm not saying that I don't enjoy Tommaso Champion and Johnny Gargano's work. I'm not a fan of this feud right now because I doubt it'll be as good as it was the first time. All they're doing is switching roles. I think it's excellent. Sometimes that's all it takes. I mean, the same thing happened with pretty much every single person Hogan fought. Hashtag fuck Hogan. But it worked, did it, Sam Spade? It worked. He fought Piper as the Hawkamaniac, then turns around and fights him as Hollywood. Fought Warrior as Hawkamaniac. It is fact, but it's still fuck Hogan. Turns around (laughs) and fights him as Hollywood. The Rock did the same fucking exact thing. Yeah, yeah Rock and like Austin did. But they're not Rock and Austin. And they switched places three times. And they main evented three separate WrestleManias. Right. Well, let me know when Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa main event three separate WrestleManias. Well, they've main evented three separate takeovers. Takeovers, not WrestleMania. It is for takeover fans. <laughs> it's not the granddaddy of them all. You have to remember, they've only been in the, in the, in the WWE for like, what, Three, four years. Something mm-hmm. like that. And Johnny. Yeah, they're going to be <coughs> WrestleMania. Yeah, eventually they're going to. They're going to. If, 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 the, if the E don't fuck it up. Yeah, like I think out. more if Tommaso wants to move up. Because just, Tommaso said he's say. never going to move up. I just want to say, Tommaso says he doesn't really want to move up to the main roster. He'll retire before he moves up to the rain, to the main roster, he says. So, it's always going to be a question. But I guarantee you that match could main event WrestleMania. Not even a question. Um, I think that it's I think that it's gonna be great. Uh also Ben Failure had a nice little promo. I'm not even gonna do it anymore. Yes, you are. What'd he say? He basically showed us his passport and said he's on his way to Walter. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking forward to that match though. Finn Balor and Walter it should be a pretty great one. Yep. I don't Walter know. Walter looks like he should not be wrestling. What I say is Ben Failure looks like he shouldn't be wrestling Walter. I think this is going to be a pretty good match. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, Walter's one of the big guys that can move. And, you know, it's not like it's going to Finn Balor and Braun Strowman or something like that, you know. Walter, I think, is one of the big guys that can have a good match with Balor. Well, you know, he does. With he has good matches with guys like Tyler Bate and right, Pete little Dunn guys. and guys like that. So it's not uncommon. It's not like uncharted territory. 
I just mm-hmm. don't like Ben Failure. Of course you don't. <laughs> no, no. Walter was like a very, very muscle-bound, pissed-off attorney. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, not unlike IRS, who dressed like a tax man. No, no, no. Walter just looked like a pissed-off <laughs> But yeah, that was... That's f- about to happen. Uh, how do you feel about Velveteen Dream getting his title shot at TakeOver? Is TakeOver uh, yeah. still happening? It's supposed to. I heard TakeOver got canned, at least the one before Mania. It's supposed to. Haven't heard anything yet. Oh. Well, I fear that whenever Velveteen Dream gets called up, they're going to fuck his character up. So I hope he never goes up. Well, it's starting to become an option at this point to never have to move up. I think Velveteen and Adam Cole are going to have a pretty good match, you know. I think Adam Cole retains. I don't know. You know, it has he has been champion for a while. He is the longest reigning NXT champion of all time. He, now. He's beating just about everybody down there except for the Velveteen Dream. You know, I think that if anybody's going to take it from him, I think it might be the, the Velveteen Dream. Though, you know, he seems to be getting his... His, his comeuppance, as they say. I don't know. I think up. Velveteen still has a little bit of ring rust being gone for a while. I think he needs to work that out a little bit. Because um, I'm used to Velveteen having these five-star matches. Yeah. And the one with Roderick Strong, the two with Roddy, just didn't do it for me. And that does say something if you can't have a good match with, with Roddy Strong. Yeah. Though. yeah. I see your point. But I do love the Velveteen Dream, and I do want him to be champion someday. And I'm trying to think what, no, Biggie Langston will be the first black NXT champion. Right. But uh, I'm looking for that change, dude. Uh, we haven't had a, a African-American NXT champion probably since Biggie. Yeah, since Big E. Yeah, and I'm looking for that type of change to happen, just like we haven't had an African-American women's NXT champion. Since Sasha Banks. Since Sasha Banks. and uh, that's, Ember Moon. Yeah, Ember Moon. Yeah, yep. Um, who's hopefully her and Xavier Woods are both healing from their... Uh, Right, we miss them. I, I really <laughs> do. I really miss Xavier Woods being with the New Day. The dynamic seems a little bit off. Yeah. It does. It, it does. Consider he's the one that helped that started the new day. Yeah, and not only that, he has the best mic skills of the three. Yeah, he does, and he's. I think he's the best wrestler in the new day. Uh, he, I, I honestly would say he's better than Kofi. I would, uh, as a wrestler, as a wrestler. Come on, man! Why you keep starting these debates, as dog? As a wrestler. Why you like, keep doing Kofi this? Is good, but I think Xavier is better. <laughs> Sam Spade, why does he keep doing this? Because I'm right. Hey, let's no, just end the show. Reaching, nah. Nah, I ain't reaching nothing. I'm reaching he for keeps the truth. Doing it. I'm reaching for the truth. Hey, y'all just can't take it tonight. I'm, He's I'm gonna sit here. All these facts and tell and y'all us can't take it. That consequences creed yes, is a better, a better wrestler. wrestler than Kofi Kingston. You're damn right. I said it. I think I think all three of them are good in their own right. I said it's it. It's kind of hard to compare the three of them. Woodsy's number one. <laughs> this dude here. He is so stubborn. My God. Um, how did you feel about Miz and Morrison's promo on SmackDown with them dressing up as each tag team? Uh, I found that to be that hilarious. Was fucking gold. <laughs> 
That was fucking gold. <laughs> he said, when are you going to cut this silly stuff out? <laughs> like, that's, I that's, am bacon. Like, that's the kind of stuff I've been waiting to see out of Miz and Morrison. Like, you know, they've changed so much since they did it the first time. You know, first time, you know, they were the uh, the whole young upstarts, you know, the, the the future stars. And now they both have, you know, come back and they're more seasoned and everything. But I'm glad to see that they can both still, you know, get the laughs off and everything. Because that's great. Miz is never more entertaining than he's funny as he is when he's uh with Miz and Morrison, though. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Like them skits be killing me. Oh, no, he's pretty insane. He's pretty insane when he had Damien Mizdow with him. Yes, Mizdow was the golden era, bruh. Yeah, Mizdow's one of them. His guys. stunt double was classic. Another one of them guys that that we that we really got behind. That's him. why I say Miz quietly built this Hall of Fame career, and nobody's giving him his roses. They never do. I, I also think some people still see the tough enough kid. That he was all them years ago when they look at the mix. Like, I mean, he just came through the door or something. It gets still, on my he still, nerves. He still looks 20-something years young. It gets on my nerves that they act like he ain't done nothing. All right, but uh, am I missing anything besides the Goldberg and Roman Reigns face-off? Uh, well, I ain't going to say boo to that. I was going to say boo because I don't really like either one of them, really. But it's going to be a nice match. I think it's going to be a quick five-minute match. Yeah, mm-hmm. it pretty much is going to be a... Well, that's what, as Matt says, that's what Goldberg does best, that squash is. matches. That's, that's the way it's always been with Goldberg. That's his appeal. You know, you don't want to see Goldberg think... wrestle long matches. You want to see him go in there, kill the guy, and move on. That's, that's, I just hate the fact that they had to, they had to give up uh, Bray Wyatt to fucking do this match. They painted themselves into a hole with this match, I think, uh, with this match happening before Mania. I think that's what it is. I think they painted themselves in a hole with this one. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Okay? Because in Goldberg matches, somebody's getting squashed. And if it's The Fiend or Goldberg, unfortunately, it's going to be The Fiend. You know, he doesn't have the, the, the pecking order Goldberg does have, you know? But the thing is, the match Goldberg and Reigns could have easily had it without the title being a part of it. It's WrestleMania season, I guess. They want to make the Universal title feel important. They had to do they something. Put, they could have put Bray against John Cena. You know, that probably would just as bad <laughs> for the title. But we knew that John Cena wouldn't be winning it because he's part-time. But John Cena's better at putting but, people over. But, but, but wait, he, he is still tied with Ric Flair, though. Yeah. yeah, that's true. One more. One more, he don't break all he it. Is one, all he is one more. He gonna get it before he retires. He gonna get it. We'll, we'll, I don't know about that, but Me we'll neither. have to find out. I don't know. Uh, oh, he gonna get it. The other segment... I want him to get it, but he gonna get it. The other segment that we got was uh, the fastest Undertaker entrance ever. Yeah, Taker just walks. And then uh, we got... AJ cutting another beautiful promo on him. AJ's doing some of the best mic work I've ever seen from him right now. AJ and Taker, you know, I think that this is a pretty good feud going in, you know. Uh, He's going at Taker in a way that we've never seen anybody go at him. Right. You know, bringing up the wife thing and everything. 
And I think it is, it's good, you know, because Taker's got somebody who he can lean on in the match, you know. Taker doesn't have to be a pretty good wrestler to, you know, hang in the ring with AJ Styles at this point. You right, know, AJ, AJ can, can wrestle a balloon. AJ can do a lot of... Uh, Heavy lifting. The, the heavy lifting, you know, the grunt work, as they say. And, yeah, I think it'll make Taker look good. I think it's going to be dope. Me too. All right. <clears throat> For the last couple minutes, I want to give Sam Spade his spotlight. Give him his real shit segment. Uh, Sam Spade, real shit pertaining to the coronavirus. All on you, brother. Oh, boy. Real shit regarding the CV virus. Is it what, COVID-19? COVID-19. COVID-19. All right, for one, dumbass calling it a Chinese virus was a dumbass move, although in grand scheme of things, it was a little funny, but bad timing. <laughs> it's Donald Trump, dude. That's what he gives bad you. Bad timing. Bad timing. But, um... I need, I need y'all listening out there to take, to take this real serious. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter how old you are. It don't matter what your health regimen is. Anybody can get this shit and anybody can get fucked up because of this shit. Do I believe the media is putting more out there than it should about it? Yeah, I do. Because they're acting as if, as if this disease is brand new. Like it just came out the woodwork. No. This disease has been around for years. If you look at the old Lysol bottles, where they say they killed 99.9% of germs, but legally they can't say 100%. If you go on the back of that label, it'll tell you some of the germs that, and viruses that it kills, coronavirus being one of them. So, it's not a new disease. But I will say most people weren't prepared for it because it hasn't been such a widespread situation like it is now. Yeah. And I can honestly say this, when the NBA shut down, that's when everybody started acting, you know, crazy. Everybody was like, uh, oh, no, it ain't that big a deal. And then one person on the team did it. The whole season shut down. Now we ain't got no entertainment. Except WWE. Yep, wrestling's one of the things that's. Hope that's uh, staying afloat right now. AEW definitely staying afloat. WWE staying afloat. And uh, UFC is trying, but <laughs> due to travel you know bans, the, that's not you know happening. You know what's a funny-ass station now on ESPN? Because all they play on SportsCenter now is top tens of anything random. Yep. It's hilarious. And they actually are replaying WrestleMania all week. No, they they do that on Sundays. Oh well, they were playing the UFC a uh, UFC marathon yesterday, mm-hmm. and they're playing a WWE marathon today. Yeah. Now I said that you know wrestling is staying afloat, but not all wrestling though. You know, shout out to the uh, independent wrestling and everything is getting shut oh, down. Oh man, out there. I forgot all about what Braun That's, Strowman said. That is awful to see. Well, I, I'll Lord. get into that in one second. That was going to be a segue. And but my other point, my, my other point about the coronavirus, you know, like I said, be safe out there. But one thing that cracks me up about it is how people are doing things that they should be doing in the first place. Washing their hands, um, carrying hand sanitizer with you, wiping stuff down. You're supposed to do that shit anyway. Yes. 
<laughs> shouldn't take a virus, an epidemic, to get you to be like, oh, I need to take a shower today. <laughs> the fuck? Nasty some bitch. I know, right? <laughs> and Ron Strowman, I love you, homie. You was dead wrong for that. That was a dick move. You were dead wrong. And I was one of the few people that was like, why aren't they pushing Braun Strowman? He's such the it guy. He might have lost that chance forever now. It's okay. a possibility. I think that it was kind of, it's bad timing, okay? Because if he just said, if you can't support yourself, then don't do it. At any other time when the wrestling's getting canceled and it's not their fault, it looked like he's just telling people to you know, look out for yourself. And if you're not making money with it, then you should... Do something that you can make money with, you know. It looked like he's kind of. Uh, it wasn't just bad timing; it was in bad taste. Yeah, it was bad timing and bad taste. I think, you know, at this point, I just of the world. He could have got that message across a lot better without saying it the way he did. Yeah, yeah. Then most definitely, I'm not defending he's what he said. He's basically telling people not to follow their dreams. If your dream is to be a wrestler, a lot of people started off broke. You know, I'm definitely not almost just, everybody started off broke. Right, like Randy Orton and guys like that who whose parents kind of already paved that way for them. Basically, basically what he said was uh, uh, Evil Uno is talking about uh, let's support indie wrestlers and everything. He goes on about how it should be looking for handouts and if you can't uh, support yourself doing this job, then to you know stop doing yeah, it or do something else. And I was just was, as Sam Space said. That was bad taste and me, bad timing. Not cool. He was dead wrong for that because to me, you can equate indie wrestlers and WWE AEW wrestlers to NBA players and the staff that works in arenas. Yeah, but all but those NBA people have guaranteed stuff, they're paying those. They're they're coming out of their pockets to pay those workers because they can't work. Right, and that now, I'm uh, not saying. I'm not going to go so far to say that the AEW and WWE roster should pool their money together and give it to the indies. I'm not going that far with it. But there should be some kind of fund in place for it. Yeah. And people shouldn't be making statements like that. Because what about the people who are like have regular jobs like fast food workers or small businesses who are not getting any of that right now? Do you want them right. to just find something else to do? It's not like you just can during a time like this. Everything around us is closing. And you guys have guaranteed contracts where you get paid whether you work or not. Exactly. Exactly. That's not how the world works. I'm currently, I'm currently in that position right now. I see it's kind of lovely. Well, I'm not. I still have to go to work because I work in a bank and banks are not closing. Banks, mm -hmm. grocery stores, pharmacies, places like that are not closing. And they're putting well, they, us they, they will eventually. They're putting all of us in danger of catching something yeah. because we still have to process checks. Bills still have to be paid. People still want their money. Right. And and, and that's the thing that I don't like is like I saw this one thing on the internet earlier about a landlord basically telling people, Hey, I know it's fucked up, but you can't go to work, but make sure your rent is paid. And that's not cool. Like that's horse shit. 
Even when people, even when the economy is staggering and people are looking to lower their mortgages because they can't go to work, you know, that's that's at, at what time we're in. So people have to have a little bit of compassion when it comes to things like this. And another group of people that I think, you know, don't really get the, the shout out that they should are the uh, 2020 seniors this year. You know, it's just heartbreaking that they won't get to walk across right. the stage. You know, they're missing out on the Prime, end of their homecoming. senior year. Yeah. They're missing out on a lot of things. And another group that I want to shout out is the post office because the post office has not stopped. And once the post office stops, everything stops. Yeah. That's, that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Have y'all seen the COVID show plan yet? No. Huh? The COVID nineteen choke slam. Oh, I ain't seen that. Oh, you talking about the uh, social distancing match that Joey Janela had? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I saw it. <laughs> they had a match six feet apart from each other. Every move <laughs> they did was six feet away from each other. So the headlock wasn't a headlock; it was six feet away. The the drop down leapfrog was six feet away. I can see that. The choke slam was six feet away. I kind of I kind of found it funny that the best friends didn't go for the hug this week. They went for the elbow touch, <laughs> and they were practicing social distance. But yeah, that was that was good. That was good. Yeah, and we needed well, something. One thing that I want to say. I want to say one thing before we head off for the night. I will admit that some wrestlers need the fans. Yeah, that's true. Especially like some entrances. Some entrances are greater because of the fan reaction. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, especially the call and response people. Right. They really need fans. Uh, it's kind of weird watching Daniel Bryan do the yes chants down the ring with nobody chanting yes with him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Stone Cold didn't have anybody going, what, except for Byron Saxon this week. That was hilarious. <laughs> So Byron Saxton hilarious. needs to start getting his roses now because my man is TV gold. That was funny. That was funny this week. Him and his red socks. <laughs> the stunners. And that was funny. He gets kicked in the nuts, directly in the nuts, and, 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 and catches a stunner. Yeah, that was funny. Him rating everything, all the rules <laughs> for Austin 316 Day. Yeah. Yeah, Come Stone Cold on. was gonna get upset. What he's stop he was shitting on Byron Saxton. My guy is gold. When yeah, I Byron realized it, favorites. I realized it after he Randy RKO'd Becky, mm-hmm. and he goes, "You know what? Beth Phoenix is right. Randy's a son of a bitch." Byron's one of my favorites. You know, I don't know why he gets so much shit. He is hilarious. <laughs> but Byron yeah. Saxton. Here, here's my beef with Byron Saxton. He's funny for the wrong reason. Why? Because he's, he's the Carlton of the, <laughs> the, Carl- of the yeah, WWE? Exactly. <laughs> Carlton. Like, now, if he got out there and started doing the Carlton, I'd be his biggest fan. <laughs> well, that's what but I see him as. Then he's embracing mm-hmm. the, the, the goofiness that his character is. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully everything, I don't know how long this COVID-19 thing is going to last. Uh, all we can do is just stay sanitized and stay safe. Stay inside. And wash your ass. Yes, yeah, stay inside, man. Wash your hands. Wash, wash your, your ass. ass. 
because <laughs> I noticed that all the hand sanitizer gone, but all the soap's still there. <laughs> yeah. All the tissues gone, but all the deodorant's still there. <laughs> that is funny. That's dumb. That was that was funny as hell to me. <laughs> I went to Walmart to buy some supplies for my uh, staff when I was out working before we got it shut down. And there was no tissue. There was no toaster, um, no um, paper towels, no hand sanitizer. Yes, there was a bunch of soap. Soap aisle still full. That's all I'm saying. Lotion aisle still full. <laughs> Shampoo and conditioner still there. That's all I'm saying. I can still go buy alcohol and peroxide, but I can't buy any toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. That's 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 what we got for y'all this week, man. Gunner, tell them where to reach you. Matt Lindsay on Facebook, Matt Lindsay six thirty seven on Instagram. <laughs> Sam Spade, tell them where to reach you. You can reach me on Twitter at JMY2C. That's short for just my two cents. I'm all over the place. And I want to give a shout out to the people in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania as a whole. Because y'all can't get liquor no more. That's going to suck. Oh, Damn. Well, you know where to reach me, ArtDog1 on Instagram, ArtDog3 on Twitter, that's A-R-T-D-A-W-G, uh, Arthur Quinn on Facebook, you can hit us at the Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com, give us something to talk about, and um, you know, just stay safe out there, y'all, stay inside, stay let this inside. shit subside, before we end up on The Walking Dead part, season whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> season whatever the fuck. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to the Sons of Legends, and we'll holler at you guys next week. Hello.